Excuse me. Here we go. This is it. This is episode number 280. 280 of these things. No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host, Circle of Heat. Provided the music there at the beginning. Uh, I'm here. 280. 280, man. Here we are. Kostaki's with me. I'm back. Yeah. I've got to be in the top handful in terms of repeat uh, performers here on your podcast. Yeah, yes. Except there's people named like Cy Amundsen. Oh, you got... That's... You can't even count those kind of guys. Because he lives here in the building? Yes. <laughs> in the back of the club? He has a cot? Yeah, it doesn't really count. He actually leads in the uh, popping in and just like trying to take over, like shouting something from the other side of the oh, okay. room nice. while I'm recording. Completely unannounced. Uh, also, there's Tim Slagle, who's done like 10. Oh, okay. Because he has his normal week each year. Oh, and plus crash the, and burn. Crust will crash and burn. Boom. Boom. Okay. So you got to come up with a that. gimmick week and I get do. a second week here. Otherwise, I you're do. never going to catch up. Although I did do one of the crash and burns. That's right. That's right. You were on uh, this podcast with Ross Bennett. Yeah, that's y- right. Yeah. And that was a good lineup that year. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed you remember that. Oh, only because I looked at it this morning. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't listen to it, but I, whoa, I didn't listen to it. But I was looking back at the uh, uh, previous episodes. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, admittedly, I wouldn't have remembered that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, uh, the last one I can tell you because well, I'm sure you remember. You were here recording your album. That's right. Last uh, December of 2016. It's out. It's yeah. called Live at Acme. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's been it's definitely the best thing I've ever done and the sound is great and the club Comedically, is great. let's let's qualify that. <clears throat> Comedically the best thing you've ever done. I am the fa- I'm a father of a 9-year-old. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I do mean creatively. <laughs> Still, do you mean creatively? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that nine-year-old, I guess, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm listing big life things. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's uh, It's been fun. It's been fun promoting it. It's already being played on Sirius. And Is out, it? Yeah. It's Good. Out, out there and around in the world. It's it's nice. And I, this place has always been uh, a big part of my you know comedy story, so it's cool to record an album here. Yeah. Uh, one of the I, – I did listen back to uh, – that's when I saw the Ross Bennett thing. I did listen back to your last uh, appearance on this podcast. Oh, okay. And uh, we talked about you recording, and then one of the things you, uh, one of the punchlines in your material that is on the album, you were saying about how someone in the audience once suggested a certain uh, title for the album, but you didn't go with it. You went with Live At. Oh, what was that? I forget. Uh, shit, I should have written it down. Oh, I remember talking about this. I forgot what the what the subject was. Um... It was a punchline to one of the jokes. Oh, Think of the Children. Yes. Yes, that was it. That was it. I actually considered that. I actually considered that as an album title. But I like this place so much. I wanted the, this place to be in the title. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then you get a chance when you get interviewed, uh, like at other places, then yeah. you get to talk about Acme. You get to plug the club. Yeah. The, the club that's been the greatest to me. Yeah, we like that here. Uh, I Actually, I got this gig uh, doing a guest set. I did a guest set here on my way to a gig from Atlanta. Can you imagine? I had a gig in North Dakota, and I was driving from Atlanta, and I stopped at two or three clubs on the way and did guest sets. And that's how I got into this club. No kidding. A live set, like 20 years ago, came in, did five minutes on a Tuesday or something, (laughs) and they hired me to middle. I came back, and I middled, and... 
uh, Lewis didn't say boo to me for the whole week. Okay. And I just thought that it's not going to work out. He didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. And at the end of the week, they sat me down when they paid me and said, uh, I was really freaking out. I just thought I should take some pictures because I'm never going to see this place again. (laughs) (laughs) Sat me down and he said, "Uh, we think you're great. And uh, we want to middle you one more time and then headline you after that. Oh, okay. And I was like, what? I thought I was being fired. Yeah. And that was a great lesson for a young comic to not worry about what the owner thinks because a it doesn't help you right and b you might be wrong you might completely misinterpret what the vibe is anyway so just do your thing true stop worrying so much very true how did that gig in north dakota go then it was good it was a great gig (laughs) yeah yeah westward ho remember that (laughs) sure no no it's on the other night know the name it was uh it was a uh, an Old West-styled entertainment complex that had a blackjack room and a comedy club and, like, a dueling piano and, like, a whatever. Fun for everybody. It had the restaurant and the bar. It was, like, there were several different places in this one sort of strip mall. And the comedy club was going strong there for years. In fact, there was a stretch. We were talking about this the other day. It's been so long ago, a lot of the locals don't know this anymore. But there was a stretch when they would they would take Acme Comics for six months at a time to be the house MC there. Oh, really? Shannon McLaughlin and all these guys went for like six months. And they lived there and they waited tables and they were the house MC. And it was like this crazy comedy boot camp because it's such a small town. Sure. So they would get repeat customers all the time and they had to constantly write new stuff and do different bits and they're hosting and it's hard but everybody came out of there a better comic it sounds like when um to use a sports analogy like a baseball player that's like a star in high school then gets drafted and gets sent to like yeah. the quad cities yeah, or something yeah. right yeah. well you got a future but you're gonna have to right. show it here in the you quad do cities this other thing first yeah in davenport you're gonna have to show i was envious i would I, there was like a, a handful of the dudes who had all done it and they all like gushed about how good it was for their acts and their confidence and their willingness to do crowd work and their poise. And I just thought it was a great construct yeah, to yeah. do once. I mean, you never want to do it for a long time. But one six-month run of living in this crazy little place where you're ah, – that's great. Thankfully, it's not like Scientology where you have to sign like a billion-year <laughs> contract. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a great gig for you, but you can never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I got in here on a guest set. It's a funny story. Nice. I um, <laughs> One of the big changes uh, since the last time you were here is now you can put your whole name on Twitter. That's true, which I did. Right, I know. I changed it back recently because it was ridiculous. Oh, you did? Okay. But it was fun. I, I didn't for, I did, Whatever. I left it for three weeks to torture people. <laughs> say, I, I like when you say it. Say your full name. Please. Constantinos Christos Vasilis Economopoulos. Jesus. Right? Yeah. I know. Wow. I was born on Christmas Day, so I got the bonus Christos thrown in there. Oh, that's right. You're br- that's, do you realize this is a really dumb stat that is uh, no one will remember? <laughs> uh, two guests in a row on this podcast, born on Christmas. Last week? Jesus. No, I was... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> no. uh, uh, Solomon Giorgio. He was born on Christmas Day? Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Where's he from? Uh, originally? Yeah. Uh, he was, he's has Ethiopian parents, and he was born in the Sudan. Wow. Yeah. 
And now he's a New York guy like you. I've never run into him. Oh, really? Interesting. I'm not very good at being active in New York. Sure. Lately. There was a stretch where I was, but lately I'm just trying to be a good dad. Well, this is <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where now that I've said the name, now, within it. the next two hours, you're yeah, going to yeah. catch his name <laughs> that's somewhere. That's exactly right. Is what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's a weird thing, too. Wow. I Who's just... here next week? I wonder where their birthday is. <laughs> yeah, I ended up looking up the list of, what you know, every day has, whatever, 15 people's names that you'd recognize. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of perusing it a couple weeks ago. Did, a... did, did you make the list? I did not make this list, no. Ah. I am on the Wikipedia page for famous people from my high school. Nice! Which, you know... <laughs> Is there someone that some may think are more famous? Oh yeah, we have a we have a handful of big ones. Travis Tritt went to my high school, and uh, um, the country singer. Uh, wait, this one. Uh, oh, his name eludes me. Not Latavius Murray, the other kid for the Vikings. Yeah, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon went to Spraybury. That's my high school. Really? Yeah. I oh, th- weird. We were talking on my podcast that we, he passed me. He, he's, you know, now he's in the top three or four, and I'm like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McKinnon went to my school. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. How's that for a small world? And uh, Buff Bagwell, are you a wrestling fan? I remember Buff Bagwell. He's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Buff think this has ever come up. Buff Bagwell was such a prick to me. He was such a terrible Are you around the same being. age? Yeah, he's one year younger. He was a junior when I was a senior. And he was, like, wildly popular, skinny, handsome kid, like, rich, always had the fancy clothes. And okay. Was just, like, a tremendous prick to everyone. He was awful. Because he could? Do you want to hear a Buff Bagwell's? I actually at? have a Buff Bagwell's I would story. love to hear your right. Buff Bagwell's this is, story. This is funny because it's revealing about me, too. So uh, there was a shopping center area, caddy corner across from the high school. And so after... a a football game or whatever. I think we were all over there goofing around. You go to the McDonald's and you hang out and you know, it's high school. Sure. Uh, so I came out of the McDonald's door and buff Bagwell is in this huge, ridiculous, expensive truck and was pulling out of the drive through and like, like floored it and like pulled up, like was just being like a jackass. Sure. And I, kind of slow i gave him a dirty look and then slowly stepped out of his way you know with like you know disregard sure i'm a you're a dick and i'm he grabbed a butterscotch sundae that he had just been handed and threw it and exploded on my chest what yeah no and then he peels out and i'm standing there with my friends like covered in in Sunday, and I pathetically picked up the remnants and threw and it at the car. Hurl them sadly nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near it. The thing's long gone, <laughs> but it's just the symbol of me like fuck you. <laughs> oh, no. That's 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 me and Buff Bagel. Oh, that's our story. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a jock and like was a he like star of the football team? I'm guessing. Kid. I don't remember that. He was skinny. This was pre. Roy. Yeah, go ahead. Say it. He he shot up. He There's went no doubt. bananas with something. Yeah. Uh, so he was kind of a skinny kid. He was just like known to be like a skirt chaser and like just a prick to everybody. Buff bag. <laughs> and I was on the chess team. Like I was kind of the nerdy underworld of the, you know, for him. <laughs> you guys, I threw a Sunday at a chess nerd. <laughs> What? A what? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a kid who had an interesting career arc. 
Yeah. Uh, it's funny, right? It yeah. must have been weird for you when the guy started having like success and ended up on TV. Yeah, I mean, did I somehow it didn't surprise me because he was kind of a star of our high school in the same for yeah. the same reasons. Sure. Being handsome and loud. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly how we became famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I uh, and Ty Pennington went to our high school, so there's a handful, of, and then of course there's a sea of like second tier athletes, different kids that went on to baseball careers and stuff like that. Which one did you say, Ty Pennington? Ty Pennington. He was he was that again, sort of a handsome guy that did the fix the house shows. Oh, the makeover show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then he put his name on like bed sheets or whatever. Yeah, it was. and the biggest name in comedy. Somewhere in the mix there. <laughs> yes. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we move on. And uh, obviously, both you, uh, you and I both have a huge interest in football. But we're going to talk some football. All right. It's obviously that time of year of where things are really heating up, especially in this city. Uh, yeah. But I want to talk a little bit more Congrats. about your album. All right. In that I noticed a lot of there was quite a bit of chatter from the audience. Oh yeah, during the, the album recording. Those are all debates that you have after in the edit process. I'm sure. We taped five shows here. Okay. I noticed at one point you say Saturday crowd or it's Saturday. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there was a lot of debating because sometimes when you record for an album, you well, sometimes in a comedy situation, you have one show where you are the king of the world and you have a show where you're like, what the fuck happened to that show? Yeah. You know, so usually it's very easy to pick because, you know, like, well, we're not even going to listen to anything that's not the two Saturday shows or whatever that is for that week. Right. And this one was weird because all five were pretty good and none of them were unbelievable. Okay. Oh, which was kind of disappointing at the time because I wanted to have the one where it's just like clink, psh, you right. know. Uh, but ended up being mostly the first first show Saturday, okay. and I had to decide between uh, when I was best and when they were best. Interesting. And curiously, I was better on the late show Saturday, but the audience and the vibe and the flow of the show was better on the first one. Okay. And I ultimately decided that I preferred that to, and a couple of me stammering over a line or missing a beat, as opposed to me nailing it with less sort of comedy energy on the later one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have to make all those kind of decisions. And then I did. A, we did like a bonus track with some football jokes from, yeah. I think it was the Thursday show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. So it ended up being, uh, it ended up being a good way to do it. Um, is there any chance that the people that, uh, that you can hear during the recording, has anyone been like, that's me? That's an interesting question. I don't Probably. If, Just if not somebody to you. if somebody knew enough to follow that through to the end, I mean, right at the beginning, I think it's like the sec first or second track, and right at the end of it, a woman's like, "That's funny." Yeah, right. So you have, I mean, that's what happens in a live show. Yeah. So you you have to decide in the in the post moments how much of that to include. And there are a couple, There's a beat on there where someone yells out something about their birthday, and yeah. we ended up keeping that in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're debating all that, and of course, there are other things that. And then you reply there. with, that this isn't a there. fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, right. <laughs> that aren't in there that we thought maybe could be, and then we trim them out. And it's actually, it's tedious, but it's kind of fun to be able to go through your show with a fine-tooth comb and just go, these four seconds are coming out. Okay. 
uh, you know, we're going to skip from this to this and carve out that weird thing where I ended up saying it backwards anyway. So we'll pull it out. Yeah. It's kind of, and my buddy who, uh, Aaron Hodges, who launched the label with this album is a freaky good editor. Oh, I didn't know that part. He worked at Sirius for 10 years. Okay. And he has a, actually has a degree in audio engineering or something. And he's like, really knows what he's doing. And he loves comedy. He's been working in the comedy universe at Sirius forever. So it's not like some dude who edited a band's album and is trying to help me out. Right, right. It was like a real expert in the field, like doing the editing. So. You know, he did a great job. And the recording was done by a company that came and set everything up in here that did great. So all of those kind of details were weirdly easy. And my wife did all of the photography and the Yeah, I do remember you telling me that. So it all came together in a really, like, it was such a pleasant experience, top to bottom. And you did uh, physical copies. Yeah. Going back to, uh, like, last week's guest, your uh, birthday buddy, Solomon Giorgio. (laughs) Right. He has a new album that came out in October. October? No physical copy. Right. Yeah. I you decided to go with it. I think that's the new world. I mean, the for us, the physical copies were an afterthought. I mean, the real money is in serious plays. Is it? So, yeah. And, of course, you know, there's some other outlets, too, and there's some other things that are bubbling up in Pandora and some other things that are like that. Um but right now, as we sit here today, most of the money is in serious plays. Do you pay? Oh, go ahead. And then something? the second tier uh, revenue stream is after show sales. Sure. And that's why you do it. It's like, well, it helps spread the seeds of the brand. And if you can pay for your flight, you get to bring home the whole check. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, go. all right, let's make some CDs. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Um, do you do the download code with us? I haven't done that. No. I think that's the future, but I haven't embraced it yet. Okay. I prefer the hang there and hand them a thing. I think that's part of the appeal. I like that. You can sign it. You can take a picture with them. They have a moment with you. Yeah. And that's a scene that's slowly going away. Yeah. I... But it's still here. So for now, I'm embracing it. I kind of, I used to loathe it because it was selling. And I don't like selling a thing. Yeah, I mean the when, but there's so many other aspects to it. Absolutely, that I've I've kind of embraced it now, and now it's like I get to, it gives me a chance to talk to people about the show. And For every five people to walk by, there's the one who's so into it and so happy right. to meet you. And even when they don't buy it, sometimes they just want to chat with you right. and say hi. And we drove in from so and so, and I heard you on the radio here, and. I can't believe you did this joke, and that we just had that conversation the day before, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to have all those moments, which you wouldn't have had if you just hide in the back and hang with the comics. For sure. So it forces me out when I might just be hiding in the back. So <laughs> I kind of have embraced that part of it. I kind of dig it. Do you pay attention? Uh, I, I don't know many of the details, but I, it was a week or so ago, and I was reading about how all these um, songwriters and musicians were going after Pandora. Because they're not getting... Oh, it's not enough of a thing? Yeah. So do you pay attention to that at all? Like, it... I I do. I haven't heard that. And from my point of view, Pandora is now sending me money. It's not a lot, but they used to send me nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, from my point of view, it's a net gain. See, musicians have... They had the opposite experience, though, that comics never had. What do you mean? Their old school model was get something on the radio with the goal of selling the albums. Yeah. 
And now, since the Napster universe and the way that the music industry has changed, they are following what we have done always, which is build the brand so that you can sell tickets to the live shows. Right? Mm-hmm. We've never had the get rich off the album model. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And so we don't feel like we missed it because we never had it. Or we're mad that it's no, no longer the deal. I'm thrilled that Sirius pays me to play my stuff. And to a lesser degree, Stitcher and Pandora and whoever else is doing that now, too. Yeah. That we get anything is great because they're building my brand and paying me for it. Sure. Uh, and someday you'll be able to charge $150 for back row seats like the Eagles do. <laughs> <laughs> Kostaki's coming back on tour, man. Wouldn't that be a thing? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the VIP Golden Circle. How much is that? Well, it's 2000 but I'm a big fan. Yeah. The Golden Circle. Mm -hmm. It's good branding. The Golden Circle. (laughs) I wrote some notes down here. I don't want to uh, skip anything I uh, want to talk about about your album here. Let's see. Um, If you... Oh, I need to compliment you on the line. I've listened to your album several times, including the most recent in the last couple days. And uh, (laughs) this isn't going to probably tie into... No one's going to understand this because I'm not making the reference. But your line, if you don't have a bank, you shouldn't have a daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking kills me. <laughs> it's a fair point. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a fair point. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me just say this. That has to do with your uh, think of the children thing that you, we actually did reference That's briefly right. already. That joke, I'm, not, I'm certainly in no position to be telling you how to do your job. <laughs> but that is a joke that, Kostaki, you could do forever and just switch it up with what do you mean you know like uh with more examples oh right yeah yeah okay i like that premise i agree with you yeah you know i mean i'm not gonna list them here but you could do that joke forever and it would always <laughs> i'm telling you I, that's such a good joke oh it, it right. would be funny five years from now. this week all right I yeah like i'm it. giving you homework i guess i'll do i'll do homework all I right like homework all i was right. doing some homework with brian miller earlier well you do that with him all the time right yeah yeah he's great he's um, such a good writer I and then the other the only other uh, track from the album I want to talk about only because I sort of have a uh, tie in here is you do the the joke Plan B. Oh yeah, and uh, it's about uh, you know like contraception and uh, what ha- what could happen or doesn't happen <laughs> or does happen. It's a pregnancy scare story. It's a pregnancy care- scare story. Yeah. Uh I don't have a pregnancy scare story, but I do have experience of recently uh, having to buy condoms. Really? No, I, yeah, I know. As you know, like you, divorced, <laughs> remarried. Yeah. Uh, but my wife has had to change some things with her birth control. Oh. Uh, it had to be removed for a little bit. Okay. So everything's fine and everything. But uh, okay. uh, anyway, so we've had to go back to, well, we never had to do that, but <laughs> I've had to go back to using condoms. <laughs> All right. Uh, how's that going? What, what, well, <laughs> let me just say this. <laughs> I have a question for you. When's the last time you bought condoms? Oh, God, it's been a long time. Yeah, like years and years, right? Not crazy, actually, because I've been married four years, so, yeah, probably five-ish years ago. It's not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, sometime in between the marriages, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, right. sure. And uh, me, too, as well, right? Yeah. So a few months ago when this happened, I had to go. I, I didn't have any sitting around, so I had to go buy some, right? <laughs> I went to Target, had to pick up a few other things like some milk or whatnot, you know, just the regular staples at Target. 
And I'm like, well, and you can get them yourself off the shelf, the condoms. And then I went to the self-checkout. I'm like, well, I'm just going to take care of this on my own. I'm oh, not going to get some. Can skip the moment. Yeah, exactly. However, Uh-oh. you cannot skip the moment because a, an, an alert comes up on the screen that says, wait for a uh, associate <laughs> who has to come check your ID. <laughs> Kostaki, I got ID'd. For buying condoms. We don't know if you're old enough to buy condoms. I got ID'd what at a target. What is the minimum age for condoms? There shouldn't be a minimum age. Eight, 18? I'm if you assuming? want to buy condoms, you should be able to get them. That's a fair... I didn't even think of that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to have to... I realize you're 14 and being responsible. You're going to have to knock her up. But you're going to have to steal them <laughs> or knock her up. I don't know. You're going to have to talk her into oral sex. That's what I think is going to happen. You're going to have to. Can I ask you that? Do they have them was, on Amazon? That was my first question. Does the the reintroduction of condoms steer you to other sexual activities that aren't intercourse? Hmm. Are you having more oral sex because you don't have to involve the condoms? Um. I, I No. No, maybe that happens for other people, but maybe if we were dating you should not married? <laughs> You should explore some of the other non-condom necessary activities. That's a good point. There are plenty of those. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's a very good point. I'm just saying. I got to go. I got to go right now. <laughs> Wait, what time is it? My wife gets home from... You know what? It's snowing right now. It's going to take me forever to get home. So mm. there's no hurry. <laughs> yeah. So let that be... Uh, I had no I, I When the thing came up... That said, uh, wait for associate. I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know what I didn't? I forgot to mention the the uh, associate that came to help me was about 75 years old and female. (laughs) I know, I'm not joking. (laughs) It was like, okay, what could make this worse? Grandma coming to do check me out. uh, You know, I needed a few things, and I'm gonna fuck my wife later. I'm married. We're being responsible. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I've actually been sitting on that story for since it happened, but this was the perfect tie-in. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I have another story about my uh, wife, and I want your opinion on this. We All were, right. We were laying in bed last night, and uh, we go through phases where we watch. We'll have the TV on. I don't know what you do like before you go to bed, if you're reading or watch TV or Maybe you're messing around on your phone or something. Yeah, it varies wildly. But sure. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot, a lot of times we'll just have the TV on to a show that we've probably seen a million times. Just some, just some noise. Right. I don't know. Right now it's Cheers. So we had Cheers uh-huh. on last night, which uh-huh. I love. Yeah. We both do. Out of nowhere, she goes, I'm not really looking at the TV. And she goes, hey, um, when guys hug... Did their dicks touch? Like when women hug and their boobs press up against each other? I said, what? Do they what? I go, first of all, where did this come from? And she goes, well, Sam and Frazier just hugged. Okay. Again, how did that come up in your mind? Uh, and no, I no, they don't. I don't think, no. I've never thought that ever. No. I was thinking about it today, and I, it's like, well... She's never seen me hug my dad. So I, now I can see why she's asking. This is a very revealing interview about you. Yeah. Yeah. I love the guy. We just don't have that. We're, you know, Scandinavian. We don't have right. that. Really, you know, don't touch me. Right, right. pretty much the policy. I got you. Don't touch me. Well, so many of the guy hugs are the handshake that turns into a hug. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like 
white America has borrowed that from the urban culture, that sort of weird handshake, half-hug thing. Yeah. I just did that with Lewis this afternoon, so we definitely did not touch dicks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on. I can absolutely confirm. This is, you know, the setup we have here is similar to when people are in court and they're like doing a deposition. You know, you've got your little table with the uh, tabletop microphone. That's right. So you, uh, you, we don't have a Bible here, but there was no dick on dick during that no. hug. Okay, no, I'm quite right. sure. <laughs> this is like, am I doing it wrong, <laughs> honey? Why don't make me think about this, Jesus? <laughs> anyway. Let's, uh, you know what? I want to compliment you, or maybe I need to compliment your wife. I don't know who was behind it, but uh, the picture that you guys put up around Halloween oh. of the Wonder Women. Yes. Wonder Womans. All of us. Oh, and my the, God, Kostaki. And the dog. And the dog. Right. <laughs> you know what? Usually my wife gets credit for this kind of stuff. She's great at it. But this year, this was my idea. <laughs> It was your idea to dress the whole family up as Wonder Woman. Well, it Wonder started Woman. organically because my kid was obsessed with the Wonder Woman movie. Okay. She wanted to be Wonder Woman. Sure. And then we were debating, what about Krista? Could she be Wonder Woman too? You know? And then they're like, Dad, you could be Superman or whatever. And I'm like, well, how come I don't get to be Wonder Woman? <laughs> 2017, I honey. I want to be Wonder Woman. Let's all be Wonder Woman. And then we got an outfit for the dog too. I wish I had posted this, and I think it's too late. When uh, when the packaging came, like so, we ordered them online. Okay, I was going to ask the the young Wonder Woman outfit has like an adorable little girl kind of. The my wife's Wonder Woman outfit had like a super sexy Wonder Woman. My Wonder Woman outfit had the fattest plus size <laughs> model. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh. To the point that you could see in the model's face like she was embarrassed to be in the photo. You right. know what I mean? Like, that was my Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I, I, I commend you. I'm going all the way. People love that photo so much it was absurd. We, we got more likes on that than, like, our wedding photos and stuff. It was that- You should have dressed like that for your wedding as well. <laughs> All right. We turned it into our Christmas card. You did? Yeah. Okay, good. So it got another it got another round of life from that. Good. <laughs> good. That was fantastic. I had that in my notes here and I had to bring that up. Uh all right. It's time. Let's talk some football. We've Love already it. talked dicks. Jared McKinnon, go Sprayberry Yellow Jackets. <laughs> uh before we get to NFL. You gonna give me a hug? <laughs> I need a hug. National, yeah, na- let's go to national championship talk. We've had two championship games since I saw you last. Yes, time. you have, and both of them have featured my favorite team. Yes, at each level, with and, a lead at halftime. With a lead at halftime against the scariest dynasty in the history of that level's football. Yeah, and in both cases they went to overtime, and in both uh-huh. cases my team lost. Oh my goodness painful yeah i don't even i mean i've tried so hard in life not to care about the outcomes but man that super bowl still hurts my feelings i I don't know how it couldn't and then this week you know i was like i think the bulldogs are ahead of schedule so i kind of emotionally was prepared for like whatever happens from here is gravy now you went to university georgia yeah i got two degrees from there i stayed and got my master's as well oh yeah so i love that place and i love georgia football and i have some buddies who are 
completely obsessed with Georgia football. So kind of through them, like they helped me keep up with the details. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the email threads with the Bulldog Nation. Okay. Um, Do you watch much during the season? I don't, I don't really watch much college football. Yeah, I, I try so. to watch the Bulldogs if it's not inconvenient to my family plans. Sure. Because <laughs> compl- I have to watch all the Sundays. So I Saturdays I generally don't watch. And then once in a while it's like, oh, Bulldogs are playing Florida. Let's watch that. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, George is at least ahead of schedule, and I didn't expect them to win. And but yeah, they had them dead to rights, man. Just I don't watch. I, I you know we have a the program at the University <laughs> of Minnesota. The team you'd think I follow has been awful since long before I was even born. Oh right. I mean they've just been terrible uh, for the most part. Uh, I and, there, and I think I've said this before to you and end on the podcast. It's hard for me to follow college football. There's so many damn the, – the turnover and the players. It's like yeah, it's, I could pick a school, but right. to know the players and the – it's just they're so – they, they change so fast. It's true. They really do. Yeah, that's, especially in the modern era because they don't stay for their senior years. Correct, yeah. And they develop them sooner and – yeah, right. So I have a hard time. But I did watch that game, uh, at least the second half. It was a great game. It, I mean, just from uh, empirically game-watching point. Of, and the game prior was great. Georgia, Oklahoma. Oh, I watched the, all went of to those, overtime actually. Too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen. I agree. Some people criticize. There's no defense. There was no defense. So what? It was just a shootout. You know what? I'm a, I watch the Gophers sometimes, and they are they have no, you know, <laughs> They have no offense, so it was nice to watch them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but the, that I hate Nick Saban so much and that whole program. How good is your recruiting when a kid who's never played crazy is just sitting there waiting and is that good? I mean, that was an amazing storyline <laughs> for someone who's been not paying attention the whole year. I can't imagine what was going through the minds of real Alabama fans, right? When they're bringing in the kid who hasn't played all year, a rookie really? Yeah, from where to do what? Yeah, redshirt fresh. Like, what? Right. Huh? Right. Amazing. And I forgot. I, I don't know if you saw this story. It sort of bubbled up when they put him in again on social media. But somewhere during the season, one of the Alabama faithful was complaining that they got a kid from Hawaii because they're worried about the language barrier. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? How is he going to communicate with the team? What? <laughs> no, obviously, it's just one idiot. It's not really indicative of the whole fan base, but it so sticks with the story that oh, people have in yes, their heads it does. about Alabama. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. It absolutely does. And you had the conflict of interest with the uh, Greek kicker. The Greek kicker. That's right. right? What, Papa Santos or something? I was like, that's a Greek name for sure. (laughs) I love that. I did have one moment of, do I root for him? No, fuck him. It's Alabama. (laughs) I saw you tweeted that. (laughs) Oh, so perfect. No, I'm definitely not rooting for him. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that didn't work out. Yeah. On the other hand... I mean, I've been rooting for shitty teams my whole life. I mean, mostly I care about the Falcons. And they've just been not good always. And now they're good. They're, they took the best football dynasty in the history of football to overtime. Yeah. It's a pretty good outcome, you know. Uh, and, uh, and now they're in the conversation to maybe go back to the Super Bowl again. Gotta, that conversation ends here. We got to stop down some Viking <laughs> hopes and <laughs> some eagle hopes. And... Do you? So you're going to be your the game you look forward to Atlanta. Yeah, playing on Saturday. Yes. What do you, What do you have? You're just going to sit in the hotel and watch it. You got I big thought plans? I was going to watch with Brian, but he's got a corporate gig. I brought my Falcon shirt. 
I'll be wearing that. Shirt or jersey? I just have a shirt. Okay. I don't, a jersey is... I'm a grown man. What am I wearing a jersey around? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My brother has a Julio jersey. <laughs> um, I don't know yet. I'll be fine. Whatever. I might come over here and just eat dinner early and sit at the bar and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly, I'm thankful to the football gods who finally smiled on me this week uh, by not having the Vikings play Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right? I was like, please, the Vikings on Sunday. Uh huh. I don't want to be up against the Vikings in Minneapolis trying to sell tickets to a comedy show. You know, they, uh, so they, yeah, the Vikings play 340 uh, Central Time on Sunday. They switched the Minnesota Wild, our hockey team. Uh, plays that evening, and it was supposed to be at six. They actually pushed that game back an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves play in town on Sunday, too. That game's at 8, so there'll be no you know, overlap there. Wow. Uh, this is something I'm glad this just brought up another thing I wanted to ask you about. Today, they just uh, NFL just announced the games that are going to be in London uh, this they coming did? season. Yes. What do you got? There's, I don't remember the teams. There's going to be three games in London. Wow. And here's my question to you. You have, no, you have nothing to do with this decision-making, but yeah. I'm just curious what you think about it. The Vikings played in London this season. Yeah. They played the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, it started local time here at, what was it, 8.30 I want to say 8.30 a.m. here. It's 9.30 in the East Coast, I think. Yeah. yeah um, why is our team playing at 8.30 in the morning <laughs> when they're, why are we catering to the, the fucking British? Why isn't this game at noon and it's starting as a night game over there? The NBA. The NBA has a game in uh, England this Sunday. I don't remember who's playing, but it's at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. Why can't the NFL do that? Why is the NFL catering to them? They can, but what they want is another window of... They get four... Four game slot in one windows day. in one day. You it's think it's of, just that? It's kind of evil genius. Of course they could put it in at the regular time, which is what they did with the Mexico game this year. But if you can get a morning game out of it, why not? I like it as a fan. You wake up, football's already on. It's great. No? No. How about the people that want to... Sunday's my day of rest before <laughs> I watch football. All right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Globalization's good for the NFL. You want to sell more tickets and shirts overseas and everything? I I, get, I totally get it. Yeah. I feel the same way about Thursday. It's not safe for the players. You play one Thursday game a year, you'll be fine. Stop whining. Sure, I don't care. Yeah, I'm the safety of the players, and they don't get enough prep or whatever. I, the whole thing's dangerous. So and you could whatever. even give this argument back to the players and go, okay, if there are no Thursday games, we're going to lose. Well, I don't know what the number is. Seven percent of our revenue for the year. Yeah, you're going to have to take that cut. Are you ready to do that? Yeah. No. One week a year you play a game on short rest. Shut up already. How about the how about my argument that the Thursday the quality of Thursday games is far inferior to other days of the specifically Sunday. Everyone says that. I don't is that empirically true? Yes. Really? <laughs> I don't I have no evidence I don't know except for what I've seen. It might be true. It makes sense to me that it would be true, but I'm not I don't think we've proven that that's true. There have been great games on Thursdays. They, it seems to me like they don't try very hard to put good games on Thursdays. Maybe that's it then. Maybe it's just the uh, and the it's the same thing in shitty. London. Well, why are you sending the Browns and the Jaguars yeah, to right. London all the time? 
Send, send, for the love of God, send a good team over did, there. Did they, did they broadcast the 0 for 16 parade the, fa- the Browns fans did? back? Hey, I know you guys all fell in love with the Browns back in uh, October. Well, guess what? They went 0 and 16, and they're celebrating with Well, the Jaguars parade. owner, Shad Khan, owns a soccer team. And so he's got a bigger vision, and he has volunteered. All these teams are fighting to not have to go to London. He has volunteered to play in London every year. Oh, well, He's trying that. to be the English team, the European team. Good for him. Hmm. He's got a bigger vision of it. Good. They can have him. He's great, by the way. He's so thoughtful, that guy. And he looks like the bad guy from every movie ever. Do you I don't know, know anything about, about this guy. No. Shad Khan looks exactly like you think he would look. This Middle Eastern looking dude. But he, yeah, the name is he perfect. overdoes the outfits. He dresses in these bizarre, like super pimpy pinstripe suits. Awesome. And he's got like the crazy mustache with the curls. And he's got the slick back hair. And he's got a really ridiculous big smile. He's an interesting looking dude. But he's got his heart's definitely in the right place. He's very noble in the way he talks about the Jaguars, and he's he gave a bunch of uh, playoff tickets to these underprivileged kids, and they asked him why, and he said, eh, "It's just the right thing to do." Oh wow! Like he's an interesting character. So anyway, I'm kind of rooting for the Jaguars, actually. Yeah, I wrote the. Who do they play? They play. Oh, Pittsburgh. I, I'm not rooting for them in this regard because I think the Steelers are the best Patriot killer chance we have, but. I do think if somehow the Jaguars pull this game out, they also have a shot at being the Patriots. Sure. They could do some crazy eight sacks and two pick yeah, kind of game. Yeah, because they killer defense. Yeah, could, the it defense. could happen. The Saxonville man, the Teal Curtain. <laughs> Is that the best nickname ever? Uh, the, the softest nickname ever. <laughs> the Teal Curtain. Oh, Jesus. So what's going to happen this weekend? Uh, he, uh <laughs> I those Saints are good, man. Yeah, you know, I listen by the way, uh this would be a good t- t- uh, time to tie in your podcast. All right. Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps the that podcast. I, yes, that I listened to your most recent one. Oh, okay. And did I hear both you and your co-host Aaron pick uh the Saints to beat the Vikings? I don't recall. Oh, you don't recall? <laughs> I don't think I picked that, but I think Aaron did. Okay, well, he certainly did. (laughs) He certainly did. I got all my mojo focused on the Falcons. I don't have time for this other game. Fine, fine. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm optimistically worried, worriedly optimistic. You guys are four-point favorites. I was surprised. Yeah, I I mean, they've played, you know, the Vikings played really well here in Minneapolis and Minnesota. This, we've already beat the Saints once this year. It seems like an entirely different team, though, from how, you know, that was... Adrian Peterson was running the ball right. that week. Right. You know? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a long while. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. Same thing I mean, about that, the Falcons matchup. You guys beat the Falcons, but that those feel like that was a long time ago for both of our teams. Yeah. <laughs> didn't Matt Ryan, didn't we, didn't Matt Ryan have some, like, terrible... Yeah, yeah, he, terrible game. No touchdown passes, right? Is that a, right? I think so. They had a weirdly low score. Your defense did a job on them for sure. Yeah. Well, the Falcons' stat this year is pretty cool. They're 11 and 0 when they score 20 points or more. Oh boy! So all they got to do is not suck on offense. <laughs> right. You'd think we could do that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, you got the best freaking kicker in the league, so just we have need him, it. Have him nail it. That's all. Seven times. That's the only thing that's been working lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love him because he's like my age. <laughs> is that right? I don't know. He's pretty close. He's in his 40s, isn't he? 
Brian? He's definitely a grown up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the age, but yeah. I think he's in his he's, 40s. He's older than most of them by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Are you. Uh, oh, no, I just want to say um, my, my final thoughts on what's going to happen is, you know, I. I think the Vikings are going to win, but because I've had so much heartbreak, you know, between the missed field goal against your Falcons in 1998. <laughs> You're the only people in the world who remember that game. You're damn right. <laughs> uh, the, you know, the Brett Favre passing across his body in the, in the you know, the... That was where they're trying to the take Saints. out his ankles and everything against yeah, the Saints. Yeah, I mean you remember that stuff. I, I'm old enough to remember when the Vikings uh, looked. They were so close in 1987. There and they, Darren Nelson drops a pass at the goal line. They would have beat the Redskins and gone to the Super Bowl that year. I mean, wow. So I'm You're used to heartbreak. Fan. Yeah, I hear you. So I. It'll be awesome if it happens because then we get another home game and who knows, or not necessarily, uh, could get another home game, could have a home game for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's... You get a home game unless the Eagles also win. Correct. So it's it's an amazing ride. I try to tell myself, and this is, uh, enjoy the ride. You know, you hear people say that, just enjoy the ride. But really, you got to, as a sports fan, you really do need to do remind yourself that, you know, enjoy right. the, the wins each week. Right, right, right. Enjoy the whole season. Enjoy the anticipation of what could happen next. And then, I, I don't know, because it ends so abruptly, as you know. It's you know, so the, the, the win is in your hands. You right. can taste it. Right. right. And then somebody freaking hits you in the back of the head and you got to spit it out. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's you know that better than anybody. That's what it is. Right. So. And that, and. Well, take the NFL. You have 32 teams. There's only one fan base that's happy between February and September Mm -hmm. every year. (laughs) You know, the Falcons are the second best team out of 32, which is a fantastic outcome. It's not what it feels like for me. Oh, no. No. Not at all. It feels like the worst thing ever just happened. Yeah, they may as well have gone (laughs) 0-16. The season was done. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Did you go to any games, NFL games this year? Yeah, we went to one. The Jets, uh, the Falcons played at Jets. Oh, okay. And Perfect. So my brother flew up, and a bunch of my, you know, Aaron and I from the podcast went, and uh, a couple other buddies like went. It was great. It did rain for eight hours straight. Oh no. Yeah, but at least it was like sixty degrees. And you were in a suite, so. Yeah, we were we were being blown sideways by rain in New York while wearing four dollar ponchos is what we were doing. It was nice job. it was hilarious. Your wife didn't pack your uh, jacket with you that day. You know what's funny? My wife, at, when we started buying the tickets, my wife suddenly wanted to go, and I was like, "Hold on!" That was we had to have a conversation about it because she goes. You're always getting on me about wanting me to embrace you caring about football. Now I want to go to the game, and you're saying no. I'm like, I'm not saying no, but let's have a conversation about it. This is going to be eight dudes drinking in the rain for the whole day. Are you sure you want to do this? Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't want to be... like stuck in this weird in-between land where I'm trying to take care of my wife... And yeah. party with my friends. Yeah. Like, you got to really embrace what this is if you're going to do this. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we knew. They had, they had On Tuesday, they predicted a 100% chance of rain the whole day. And they were not wrong, man. Okay. It rained the whole time. <laughs> it's crazy.
crazy. The Falcons win that game? Yes. Get to see they Rowan came win? from behind and won in the rain in front of no one. Because none of the Jets fans went. Oh. And the Falcons fans don't travel. No. It was empty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was deserted, and it was hilarious, and it was great fun. Very cool. Are you – so are you coming back for the Super Bowl? Will you be in Minneapolis for the yeah, Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm going to come back for, like, 48 hours just to do, like, kind of the – I'm just going to, like, cherry pick the easy stuff for me to do as a media guy. I'm going to go to the Monday night player introduction, interview the players stuff. And you've done that before. Yeah, it's great fun, and it's ridiculous and silly and over the top, and it's great. And then I'll do Radio Row for a morning and a half, run around and pitch my quick snaps to everybody all over the country. Yeah. And I'll report back to all my stations from here. It gives me some extra sort of buzz. Sure. And then uh, Tuesday night's the media party. And then uh, I'll do a bunch of Wednesday radio and fly back to New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to stay at the, basically at one of the hotels that's at the mall because that's where Radio Row is. At the Mall of America? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of the media stuff is headquartered there. Oh, so okay. I'm just going to set up camp and do all my homework and take all my pictures and do all my radio stuff and then head back. Do you do that all alone? Like you're not... There's no assistant with you no, or anything? No, in this like, case, it's better for me just to be by myself. Because then I can take weird naps at weird times. Because I have to get up at 5 in the morning. True, and, for the radio. And then, so there's late night stuff as well. And I have afternoon calls and everything in between. So this I've, I did it from San Francisco, and it worked great. I got a hotel that was like 100 yards from all the stuff. So I just came back and forth whenever I needed to. I just took a 48-minute nap or a three-hour nap, and then I was back like going balls out for all the stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it's great it's all a right. great adventure radio row is so fun it's because it, people who don't know it's literally a single giant room that has like radio stations from like 150 places come and set up camp and live remote their shows the whole week yeah and by the end of the week the level of the names wandering around doing interviews is astounding. I literally get bumped for it. Like they sign me up to do a nine ten interview, and then Steve Young strolls up, and now suddenly I'm not on the radio anymore. Yeah, it's the names are amazing. It's like a who's who of all the football, you know, big big shots. So I've learned those guys come in Friday and Thursday. To a great extent. Okay. And to a lesser extent, Tuesday and Wednesday are a little more tame. Yeah. And that's when they're like, yeah, this guy does jokes. Yeah, okay, well, come on. We'll do it. So I go do my thing early in the week, and then I scram because no one's going to talk to me when Mean Joe Green is the alternative choice. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's just say, what if what if your Falcons are there? Yeah. Would that change your, like, I got to stay in town longer or? Boy, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think I still know. I, I know what it is. It's a you know, it ramps up to become a thing that it just gets completely out of control yeah. towards the end of the week. And the hotels are more expensive, and the process. It's just like I already booked the flight. I'm I'm committed to do this thing. Now it would be extra fun for me to have my Falcon shirt on and run around and do all my Falcons jokes. And yeah, I met Matt Ryan the last time I did one of these, and he couldn't have been any nicer, which helped for me, build the brand of me giving a shit about the Falcons because he was such a sweetheart guy. Did he hear you telling football jokes? No. Oh, that would have been great. He was coming through in between. It, it was it was, it was was literally like a scene from a movie where 
like he he had a has some people with him coming through this area where the public and the media was all kind of mishmashed and he stopped to sign some stuff for some little tiny kids and he refused to sign anything for grown-ups good yeah, it was kind of interesting. And then he came into the media area, and I just walked over. He was kind of in between things. And I go, hey, man, I grew up in Marietta, Georgia. I'm just a big fan. I just wanted to shake your hand. And we talked kind of football for a few minutes, and he was great. You oh, know, very cool. Exactly what I wanted him to be like. And I go, I need a picture for social media. He goes, oh, yeah, of course. You know, we did. He was, he was just like exactly And what... autograph my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just bump cocks while we hug. Because <laughs> I want to have that forever. <laughs> makes it uh special now i'm gonna think of that when i'm watching football on saturday awesome let's see we're uh we're yeah we're getting close to almost an hour here is there oh, anything cool. else we should be um covering here i'm looking over my notes here no falcons the album jerick mckinnon the album. How, how jerick mckinnon and i have something in common yes uh do you have a, do you have, actually, yeah, let's do this one last thing. I got a football thing I want, one more football thing I want to talk about. Okay. The, uh, maybe you saw this, Ticketmaster put together, they surveyed a bunch of people and put together, it's to promote their, you know, selling Super Bowl tickets basically, but it's a, um, they interviewed some fans about their feelings about like their effect on the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I want to get your thoughts on some of these. Let me see here. Um, where's the good start here? Uh, okay, here we go. What percentage of NFL? I just want to see. You know, what percentage of NFL fans would give up a free trip to to Tahiti to go see their team play in the Super Bowl? Oh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Tahiti is so great. I was there briefly. <laughs> I would not try. To, I would try to not give that up. On the other hand. A trip to Tahiti is probably a lot cheaper than a trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have to go to the Super Bowl, and then you could go to Tahiti whenever, uh-huh. especially if it's your team, because that almost never happens. This thing says 30% of NFL fans would give up a free free trip to Tahiti to go see their team play in the Super Bowl. Oh, you're paying for your own trip to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I guess oh, so. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes it at least reasonable to pick Tahiti. <laughs> Oh my God! That's, I'm I'm so glad I looked at this. I would have forgot uh, to bring this up to you. Hmm. So my parents are going on a vacation to Hawaii. Oh, next month. Nice. Yeah. Ask me which day they're leaving. Uh, Super Bowl day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're leaving the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who didn't pick that day? My dad. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, so if it's the Vikings, it's going to be a scene? Yes. That's funny. Yes. That's a funny situation. Yeah, they, they're already like, you know, they're, my mom's, you know, she's fairly, compared to my dad, very tech savvy. You know, <laughs> yeah. she has a cell phone where she can uh, send, she loves emojis and understands <laughs> that whole thing. And uh, in fact, for Christmas, um, my mom got my dad a book that said like windows for seniors or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So he's not real familiar with, uh, you know, he knows how to check his email. Yeah. But other than that, it's, right. I think he asks a lot of questions. So what I'm getting to is, you know, maybe they could stream the game. That's a funny situation. Yeah, but he has no, you know, so they've already been asking me like, what app would we need? And will it be available on the plane? And what oh. if the TV doesn't have plane, uh, the 
plane doesn't have televisions right. and even you know like yeah why do you guys very uh, likely you never know some of them do now though yeah no it's a little some bit of, of a trend but not no all but they're literally going to be you know fly it's a you know you take a from Minnesota to Hawaii, they do a connecting flight somewhere, I think, Seattle, to make it. Seattle, maybe. I yeah. think it is Seattle. Yeah. And that flight is leaving, like, 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. The funny, game's at 5.30. That's a funny situation. Oh. There was an email that was going around uh, earlier this week that made me giggle. It was like, um, hey, I just bought tickets. I have tickets to the national championship game. They're like $2,000 each. And I, found, I blew it. It's the same day as my wedding. I'm looking for somebody to replace me. So if you can, this is the address of the church. Oh, yeah. This is her name. It's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, it kind of sucked me in. Like, yeah, I've seen that one go around. It's a funny idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one goes around every yeah, it major right. uh, event. Um, uh, let me see. Is there any more good ones out of here I could pull out? Um, season, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, for, never mind. Skip it. <laughs> Skip it. It sucks. Um, is there anything else? What is it? Social media? Where do people find you on social media that for some reason aren't following you yet? Yeah. Uh, I love posting stuff on uh, mostly Facebook and Twitter and a little bit Instagram. I'm, I'm worried. I'm, you can find me on all those. I'm at Funny Kostaki on Twitter. is kind of my favorite playground for jokes. Twitter is a, is a good edit friend. It helps you kind of winnow it down. And yeah. Tells you what has resonance with the people and what maybe doesn't. And sometimes uh, people will tag a joke or tell you a better way to say it. Or, you know, it's, I, I love Twitter. It's fun. And if you want to follow a very funny comedian that doesn't really touch politics, that's yeah. Kostaki. I used to, but I'm done with it. Yeah. Football is so much more fun. Uh-huh. And in my act, I'm writing more personal stuff, you know? My wife and I endure this, and I had this thought, and I can't believe I said this. And, you know, those kind of things have a better—they're multi-layered, you know? They're more fun for me to talk about, so. Yeah. Uh, the, the new album— very personal. Yeah, really I mean, good that's stuff. been the goal. That's been the movement. I, it's been several years of moving from observational to personal. And this album is kind of the first the first proof that I did it at some level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. And when are you recording the next one? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> you got to let it brew for a little oh, while. Oh, I know. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This has been great, as always. It's great to see you, man. Yeah. Um, continued success. People need to uh, subscribe to Quick Snaps. Yeah, Quick Snaps is great. It's once a week on. Uh, we usually release it on Monday nights. It's a wrap up of the weekend that was in the NFL, and then uh, yeah, the, still super fresh. Like right after you watch yeah, game yeah, Sunday, you're talking just about it. Um, sometimes we release it before the Monday night game, um, and then we uh, we do about once a month in the off season. You know, there's a there's a series of tent pole NFL beats in the right. off season. You know, there's the combine and the flurry of trades in March and then there's the draft and so we keep you updated on all that stuff and then uh, then in September we come back to do weekly again it's fun sweet thanks man have fun at Super Bowl uh, Tuesday Wednesday <laughs> yeah I hope there's a lot of red or purple around wherever we go <laughs> purple <laughs> red thank you <laughs>